0: Jasmine. And I'm Tracy. Welcome
1: Welcome to to the Happy Place Place Podcast.
0: We're coming to you with conversations about mental health
1: and self-care. Join us as we learn how to better take care of our minds. Just a disclaimer, we are not health professionals. We are merely a mother and a daughter on our own mental health journey, and we are sharing with you what we have learned. This week's episode is on asking for what you need. Hello, hello,
0: everyone. Hi, guys. We're back for another episode, episode 20. I love seeing the numbers go up. Well,
1: it's really (laughs) cool, too. I was listening to an episode today of another podcast that I listened to, and it was episode 200, and in my mind, I thought, I wonder if we're almost at 20 (laughs) <laughs> and then we got here and I'm like, oh, we're on episode twenty. that just happened this morning. So yeah. That's Same crazy. With your
0: that's, that's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. This must be an important episode. Um, so today we're talking about asking for what you need. And I kinda wanted to touch on really quick before we dive into the topic, why I chose this topic. Um I think it's really cool that when we are going to do a podcast, it's almost like the subjects kind of just come up in our lives. There's something that we're struggling with, or it's something that we've been talking about a lot, or it's something that's important in the world going on, and it kind of just comes to us. But this one specifically came to us, and maybe I'll let you tell what you've been going through a little bit. But I've just been hearing this come up in our conversations a lot lately about... Man, I've just like I asked for what I needed, and the universe gave me what I needed. Or I feel like I need help with this in my life, and I I just get scared to ask people for that. Or I will say personally, for me, I've been um, in another funk lately, but in a different funk than what I have previously been in, and I have kind of been isolating myself, and I. I started feeling really guilty about isolating myself from people. Um, But we had a teepee night this week, and at teepee night, one of the girls brought up, because I was just talking about how, like, I really feel like I'm isolating myself. I hate that I'm isolating myself because I miss people and I want to see people, but I just, like, can't. I just want everyone to go away. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to isolate, and I've been trying to put an effort in in my relationships, but I just don't really want to. I don't want to be there. I don't have a desire to be there, and I feel really guilty about it. Later on, it came back around, and someone in Teepee said, um... You know, that's actually one of the things that I love about you is that you know that maybe right now you need to just not be around people and you need to just not give everything to people and that's what you need and that's okay to ask yourself for that space, or to ask the universe, or to ask whoever for that space to just recharge your batteries and be you. So that came up for me, and then I'm gonna go ahead and let you tell your story.
1: Well, I find it interesting that um, that sometimes the simplest things are the things we forget to do, or the hardest things to do, mm-hmm. and it's crazy how there's usually such a simple solution or such a simple answer right in front of our faces, Yeah. but we don't see it, or yeah. we're too stubborn, or we're just too in our head. And um, I was really struggling last week. Um, I go through these phases of um, my marriage is great, and then I go through these phases of we're not getting along, it sucks right now, maybe we're holding each other back, should we be together? Are we meant to, you know, are we holding each other back? Should Are we meant to split up? And if I'm really following my higher purpose and living true to what God wants me to do, Is that staying married or is that moving on and maybe there's something out there bigger and I don't mean like the grass is greener but maybe we've learned the lessons we're meant to learn together and maybe we're um, holding each other back and then I get stuck in this oh I want to do the right thing and I want to do the best thing for my progression and for the lessons I'm supposed to learn in this life and sometimes I wonder if I'm staying stuck Instead of choosing Mm -hmm. that and it I know it sounds crazy because from the outside perspective It's like well of course you want to make your relationship work and make your marriage work and keep your family together But I think there is there are some couples that maybe aren't healthy for each other or keeps keep each other stuck Yeah, and when I'm in spirit, I know that's not me and my husband I know that we're good for each other and we lift each other and we um, encourage each other but when I'm in that space and we feel stuck and um, we're maybe arguing or we're competing um, I noticed that later in the show notes, you put the red-black game, mm-hmm. and I want to explain a little bit what that is, because that's a little bit of what I got stuck in. Yeah, The red-black game is when we want to be right more than get what we want. So, I, so my husband and I, I've talked about many times, go to maintenance counseling. So we go at least once a month to a counselor just to kind of maintain our relationship and we are dealing with some you know, kind of hard stuff in our life right now, and so this last marriage counseling session we went to was a heavy one. And I saw us get stuck in that red-black game mm-hmm. where instead of wanting to do what was best for our relationship, we both wanted to get the counselor on our side. Yeah. We wanted to him to see our perspective, or, or we wanted to be right, where that gets us nowhere. Right. That does nothing for us. But that was where we got stuck in. And so, I think in my head, I got stuck in that space of, I, I just want to be right. And that lingered with me for a couple of days. And so, then I started, I was driving to a doctor appointment that's an hour away. And um, I was listening to a podcast. And in the podcast, and I don't want to mention the podcast on this one. Um, mm-hmm. this Because I... I love these people, and I love this podcast, and so I don't want it to come off that I'm putting down how they were talking. Right. But in this podcast, it was two women that aren't married and have chosen to not be married. Mm -hmm. And um, they talked about that being their choice and how they feel like we, as women, get stuck in, we need to do what our parents did and what their parents did, and we get stuck in these decisions of we're not really choosing our lives but we are just going with the pattern that's been set before us and we're not consciously choosing what's best for us. So of course that got in my head even more. Like, well am I meant to be married? Did I just do that because that's what I was told I was supposed to do and I got married and I had kids and what if this isn't, what if I'm not living my life or my purpose and I'm stuck in this, I'm too afraid to do something different so I stay stuck. And by the time I got to the doctor appointment, my head was doing such a yo-yo, back and forth, analyzing all of this, that I just felt defeated. Yeah. And I just broke down crying in the car. And I got to the appointment early, so I just sat in the car and I cried for a minute. And then I decided to pray. And I don't pray a lot. I really should pray more because (laughs) I don't pray a lot. um, And I don't know why. It's just something that I don't think of. And it's so obvious and so simple. But I just sat there and I prayed. And I just like, I want to do the right thing for my life and for my growth and for everybody in my circle. And my kids and my husband. But I don't know what that is right now. And I feel a little stuck. And I need some answers. And so... I left it at that. I went to my doctor appointment. Um, I go to a natural path, and so I earn points with the money that I pay, and so I had earned a free massage. Mm-hmm. So they sent me over to get a free massage. I went in to get the massage, and there were two women in there, the wife of the doctor and the lady that was going to massage me, and they were both my age. And we just got into a discussion about life and children, but didn't talk about marriage or what I was going through or anything like that. And um, so they didn't know that I was having this debate. They didn't know that I was feeling the way I was. And I was, like, having thoughts of divorce. Like, I was just going down this downhill spiral, which I haven't had thoughts for that like that for a long time. But I didn't share that with them. So I went in to get the massage. And at the end of the massage, the lady and me started talking. And she goes, do you mind just staying in here while I make my sheets for my next client that's supposed to be here? I've never met her. We didn't talk during the massage, so it's not like we knew each other, but we just, there was some sort of connection, and she said, hey, I want to mention two podcasts to you that have been helping me, and I don't know how I would do life without them, Mm -hmm. and one was Happy Couple, and one was Relationship Alive, and they were, and it just kind of blew me away. I said, oh, that's interesting that you would tell me both podcasts about relationships or couples, because I've actually been struggling a little bit with that right now, so I think that's interesting that you would mention that. And wow. she goes, yeah, I kind of was feeling you during the massage. I'm feeling that like I connected with you on that. Wow. And she said, I'm on my second marriage and I'm determined to make this one work. And and I just, I just am such a strong believer that we're in relationships to grow and we need to work through and not just run away and work through our hard times. And I don't know, I just felt like it was such a God moment and such an instant answer right. to know you get to work through this. This isn't. What, you know, that you need to run away. Right, right. So then I get in the car and instantly I start listening to these podcasts or the one of the one podcasts that she mentioned. And I've been listening to them nonstop for the last couple (laughs) days. And it just was everything I needed to hear about. The biggest thing that I got from it is that every relationship goes through a cycle. And that cycle is thrive, nosedive, survive, revive, and then thrive. And he talked about how um, we go through these cycles and that's kind of life and it's every relationship. And everyone goes through that and it's a common cycle to go through. So it's The Smart Couple by Jason Gaddis, or Smart Couple with Jason Gaddis. So I just wanted to give him credit because that's the one I've been listening to and um, he's the one that talks about that cycle. And then he talks about how we think that relationships are about, I'm getting too much into relationships and I want to do a whole podcast on relationships, (laughs) but just to finish this thought is that our relationships are to help us learn and to grow and we think that, that relationships are supposed to always be happy. And fulfilling and blissful and that's where the lie is a relationship isn't for us to always be happy and blissful a relationship is for us to learn and to grow and so that cycle is how we do that and
0: this can be applied to anything in life but basically the point that you're trying to make is that you asked for what you needed you prayed for what you needed and you got that experience immediately after, but then not only that, but we had TP night the next night and you got even more answers, the same answers that you were needing and it was just further and further and further and you just kept getting what, what you needed from just asking for what
1: you need. So the other thing that I had been struggling with is um, is what is my purpose? So what's my life's purpose and am I living my life's purpose? And I feel like um, in our business sometimes I don't see how I'm living my life's purpose because we're, we have a fireplace store. How's a fireplace store living my life's purpose? And my life's purpose, I feel like, is to um, do what we're doing in this podcast, is to share and be open and get people to address real issues and mental healing and mental health and all of that. And so in my day to day, I don't feel like I'm doing that. And so sometimes I get really stuck in. I'm not living my life's purpose by owning this business and I sh- it should look different and I should be doing something different. But at Teepee, there was a moment when people shared with me what they saw in me. Mm-hmm. And when they started to share the things that they saw in me and they were telling me exactly the things that I feel like I should be doing, like that I inspire people or uplift people or I make people feel safe or comfortable. All the things they were sharing with me, I realized, oh, maybe I am living my life's purpose, even though it might not look the way I think it's supposed to look. Right,
0: like your whole entire day doesn't have to be living your life's purpose. It could just be, you know, the the moments that you fulfill through TP, the moments that you fulfill through podcasts, and it can be a small amount of time and make a big
1: impact. Exactly, I mean it's about making a difference, but if I didn't have, part of that prayer was, I wanna live my life's purpose, and what does that look like, and I feel like I'm stuck, so you talk about asking what you for what you need. Mm-hmm. I got an answer about my marriage. I got an answer about my business. <laughs> I got an answer about my life purpose. Oh, yeah. I got confirmation that by holding teepee nights and doing podcasts that I am fulfilling that life's purpose and I am going the right direction.
0: Yeah. And, well, and I want you to share a little bit, too, about, like, you're you were saying that before you said that prayer, you were having all of this confusion and all of this, all of these thoughts ping-ponging back and forth. But then you were saying that after the prayer and after teepee night and after all of these answers came, it's like, it's never been more clear. And talk about, talk a little bit just about, um, the whole,
1: sometimes you need to know your options. Oh yeah. So I think I feel like the biggest life lesson that I've learned is that we always need to know we have options. Mm -hmm. So um, when I've been struggling with marital stuff, um, relationships, sometimes I just need to know I have an option. I could leave if I want. I could get out if I want. I I don't have to stay married. I have the choice to leave. And then just knowing that I have that option or I have that choice, then I'm choosing to stay. I'm choosing to be in it. It feels very differently than that I'm stuck in it. And the same with my business. The business sometimes will start to feel like it's my only choice and I'm stuck in it and I don't have a choice but to get out. Well, my husband and I recently decided to put it up for sale. And I thought that's what I wanted, which we're going to get into that about what do you really want. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought that's what I wanted. I want to sell this business because I feel stuck in this business. Mm-hmm. Well, I listened to a podcast the other day, that same podcast, and they had a psychiatrist on there. That talked about he took a break from his psychiatry practice because he was feeling sick and his struggling with mental illness. And he thought it was his clients, he thought it was his business that was making him struggle. So he walked away from it thinking, I need to get away from this. When really, What he learned through meditation and taking that break was no, I need to set up better boundaries. Mm -hmm. I need to be better about which clients I decide to take. I need to live my truth and be honest. Because if I'm honest with my clients instead of telling them what I think they want to hear, Mm -hmm. the ones that are meant to be here will stay and the ones that aren't will go. And if I don't think I have to try to keep every client by saying what they need to hear. And oh my gosh, that was a huge answer for me. Because all of a sudden I realized it's not the business that's making me unhappy. It's me taking on clients that aren't a good fit. It's me trying to people please. It's me not setting up boundaries. It's me feeling like I have to do all these things that, no, those are lessons I get to learn. And this is a tool for me to learn it. And it was when my husband and I decided to put it up for sale and we started to talk about our other options. Well, if we sell the business, what would we do? What would the next step look like? What type of business would we want to own? Would we want to get jobs? Would we want to move? Would we? And we started to explore the possibilities. And exploring the possibilities brought me around full circle back to, we have a pretty awesome business. And it's a pretty awesome tool. And we're I'm really grateful for yeah. it. And I've got to learn these lessons. And I'm going to have to learn them no matter <laughs> what I do. Yep. No matter where I am, I can't run away from them. We've put a lot of work into this business. Why don't I learn them here and see what comes next instead of feeling like I have to run away or choose something different. Start all over again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, I really wanted you to talk about all of that because I mean, we've, we've been talking about this over the past couple of days, but there are so many lessons in what you've learned in the past three days that I'm like, we could do like five different podcasts on all of this stuff, but I wanted to talk about it while it's fresh because right now it's just like even hearing you tell it over and over again doesn't feel like you're telling it over and over again because I feel like wow how cool how cool is it that you have this answer that's shining like this bright beacon around you right now and you got that from asking for what you need and it was so simple but it was just like here it is it's right in front of you and just open your eyes and cleared your path and there was a storm there was a storm that came through utah yesterday And I was telling my husband, that I'm like, this is what me and my mom have been going through right now, because we haven't been to teepee in a while, and we've been struggling with all of these things, and it's been like this storm in our head, and the wind was blowing like crazy, and it rained a bunch, and there were clouds through the sky that it seemed like it was nighttime in the middle of the day, and that's what I feel like our brains have been like, and what we've been feeling like, but then at the end of the night last night, the storm passed, and the sun came out, and it was the most beautiful sunset I'd ever seen, and it was like this, the sun was shining, and brightening up the mountains and brightening up the whole valley just with these rays of sunlight and that's what it felt like is this clarity and this light guiding us and shining on our path and guys it's so
1: so powerful and so important for us to ask for what we need well, and it's, I mean, why was I so stubborn and took so long to just say a simple prayer? <laughs> because it's so prayer? simple. It's so simple. I know. And then it was like it right, after, right after that synchronicity, one thing after another, after another. I mean, again, today, something mm-hmm. else. It's just been one thing after another of answer after answer after answer, answer, answer. And all of a sudden, I feel like I see a clear path. Yep. My head is clear. I see a clear vision. And all of the chaos in my head, all of the, nothing has changed in my life. Yeah. I still am in the exact same position I was three days ago. Yeah. But it feels different. Yeah. I feel peace. I feel calm. I'm trusting. It's all working out. So,
0: first I wanted to touch on why we don't ask for help. Yeah. Because it is something that seems so simple and I, when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about it in, in multiple different ways. Why don't we ask ourselves for help? Why don't we ask other people for help? Why don't we ask God or the universe or whatever you believe in for help? And I think, like, the biggest one is, well, you know what? This one just popped in my head. It seems too easy. Yeah. It seems too easy yeah. to just ask, to just pray, to just go to teepee, to just do these simple things. Sometimes it seems so easy, and I think a lot of the times we talked about our ego last yeah. week or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Sometimes our ego gets in the way and thinks, no, that's too simple. It's got to be more complicated than that. Yeah. Yeah. And another one is when it comes to other people, and this is a huge one for me, is that fear of rejection, that fear of, oh, if I ask these people for help, they're either going to say no, which if you think about it, isn't really that big of a deal, Yeah. or I'm going to become a burden on the on these people. Yeah.
1: They'll say yes, but don't really want to do it.
0: Right. I'm so scared of that, and I don't know why I'm so afraid of, afraid of that. But I have to, I just wanted to tell this story really quick, and then we can move on and we can talk about all of that. But I, when I went to Great Life, we talked about this a couple of times, when I went to Great Life that it was, it's like a self-help training, the first day I was there, I I was about 18, I was 18 when I went, and the coach said, is there anybody here who needs something? that they can ask the group for and I knew I needed a ride up and he even said like is there anybody that needs a ride that can carpool with people and then asked where are you coming from and asked me specifically I don't know how he knew it was me but asked me specifically where are you driving here from I'm driving here from Springville okay is there anyone here you could ride with and I'm like oh no I'm okay I can get here and then he goes why are you so afraid to ask for help? Because I think I was kind of like panicky, like, no, I'm good. It's okay. It's fine. And he's like, why are you so afraid to ask for help? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And it was my first day, so I was really caught off guard. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, is there anybody here you can ask for help? And he's like, I want you to stand up and I need you to ask for a ride to come here. And I was like, no, like in my head, <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Why was I so scared to do that? So I asked I'm like, is there anybody coming from down south that I could ride with on the way here? And immediately, like, three people's hands were like, oh, yeah, I'm coming from down there. I could give you a ride. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, why was that so scary? And they were happy to help. Yeah. They were happy to give me a ride. Yeah. And I actually created this relationship with somebody in the training that I would never have had because it's, It was totally a person that I wouldn't have gone up to. I wouldn't have asked for anything totally opposite from me. But it turned into a relationship, which then after the training turned into a job opportunity, which turned into this whole mess of things that I would not have gotten if I hadn't asked for a ride. Yeah. Granted, I was pushed to ask for a ride, but <laughs> I still asked for that ride, but I was so scared to ask for what I needed. Okay,
1: because we talk about words all the time, I want to be con- you to be conscious that you said this whole mess of things. Because uh, <laughs> it wasn't a mess yeah, of things. Yeah, it wasn't it was a mess blessings. of things.
0: It was a whole slew of blessings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to point out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and what I wanted to bring up after that is why these things aren't true. Yeah. And I think connection is what we're here for and it's a large part of life and most of the time people want to help, they're willing to help. Yeah. And I even, I told this to Wes one time when we worked at Rocky, he's like man, I wanna connect with these people but I don't know how and I'm like well ask them for help or help them with something. Yeah. Because that's a lot of how your connections are made like helping people move and, and I'm, I'm not saying like go do these things if you don't want to but like if you need to connect with somebody, a great way to connect with them is to help them, and they might be wanting. They might want to help you because they want to connect with you. So well, we'll allow them. And to And
1: it's do that. also we get to trust that other people also need to learn how to be true to themselves and say yes when the answer is yes and no when the answer is no. Right. And if we're afraid to ask, we're not giving them the opportunity. To choose, mm-hmm. we're not giving them the opportunity to check inside. And yeah. if somebody is saying yes and they really need no, mean mm-hmm. no, that's their lesson. Yeah, they get to learn that and grow out of that, just as the rest of us do. We right. get to learn to say yes when it's yes and no when it's no. Right. Well, and also, if you're if someone's saying no
0: to you, maybe they're just not your tribe. Maybe no. they're not your people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. So, what are some ways that we can ask for what we need?
0: Yeah. So obviously praying. Yeah. thing. Yep. Praying and asking the universe for what you need is a big one. And also recognizing who your tribe is and leaning on people. I will bring this up again later, but I just want to touch on it too. Sometimes the answer is no once, but not always. Yeah. Because you don't know what space that person is in when they say no. Yeah. And so asking for help recognizing who your tribe is and learning to lean on people when you need people
1: to lean on well and I I'm you talk about how it's no no sometimes but no, not no always I try to communicate that to people like maybe they invite me to go out mm-hmm. and I say I can't this time but please don't quit asking me because right. I really do want to hang out I just have a conflict this time right? or you know that that way they know I'm not rejecting you mm-hmm. I'm just rejecting this time because right. I have too much going on
0: exactly or there's some people that like they have things like they need to move or they need help with decorating or they need help with this party or they need help with babysitting and when they ask me I really want to do it but I've got something else going on or I'm going to be out of town or you know what I'm really tired tonight and I just need to sleep but that doesn't mean I don't want to help I just don't I can't this time for well whatever and reason.
1: and I want to bring up I think I brought this up in one of our first podcasts of my grandmother had told me the story about the um, rocks on your backpack mm-hmm. and with asking for help Managing when it's asking too much and when it's not, because we I think we all struggle with that. we don't want to be a burden, mm-hmm. but yet then we sometimes there are people that become too dependent and ask for too much help right and so my grandma gave me this visual one time of think of rocks in your backpack, and as long as those rocks are light enough that you can carry them, then they're then they're yours to carry. Mm-hmm. But as soon as those rocks become a little too heavy that you can't carry them. Then you get to ask for help. And to me, the thing with praying is that it doesn't matter if you have one rock or 50 50. rocks. Mm -hmm. Praying isn't being a burden ever. Ever. That's what's awesome about praying.
0: Well, and you know what's cool about that? And I think on the flip side of that, you get to recognize when your answers are coming. You get to be open to when your answers are coming. Because if you're asking, you obviously have to receive, right? But when you ask for prayers or when you ask for prayers, when you ask for things in your prayers or just to the universe or out loud or whatever you need, there's going to be a person that's going to come into your life that's going to be ready to to help you. Yeah. That's going to be able to help you. And I also wanted to bring up, we've said this before in another podcast, is it the the four agreements mm-hmm. that says you always have the right to ask and they always have the right to say no. Yes. And also, they
1: always have the right to ask, and you always Always have have the the right right to to say no. no. And I think if we trusted that Mm -hmm. philosophy, we wouldn't be so afraid to ask. Yeah. Because I think we're more afraid of people saying yes Mm -hmm. when they mean no... ...than we are of people saying Saying no. 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 Yeah, totally. And so, think of yourself. If you're the type of person that says yes when you mean it, Mm -hmm. and says no when you mean it, then people are going to trust that you'll be honest with them, and they won't be afraid to ask you.
0: Yep. And I always, like... I I always feel that, like, I need to give people an out. Yeah. But if everyone was honest about their yeses and their nos, and I, granted, that's hard. It's hard to be honest with that because sometimes you want to help even when you don't feel like it or you can't or, you know.
1: Well, and that comes but, back to being in touch with your intuition right. and not saying yes or no too quickly but checking inside before you answer if someone asks for help.
0: That's where we come full circle back to what you really need. Yep. <laughs> so... I, I've talked about this before, I've got this thing that I started doing because of Jess Lively and the Lively Show, called Writing to Your Intuition, and I've used it, and you know, you know this, but I use this very, very frequently, if I don't know the answer to a question, if I don't know what I want, or what I truly want, or I just need an answer and I, like, have no idea what to do in a situation... I will sit down and journal, and I think you can do this out loud too if you are in tune with your intuition enough if you don't like writing, but for me, writing it on a piece of paper helps because then I can go back and read it. I literally will say, Dear Intuition, I'm struggling with this, I have no idea what to do is the answer yes, is the answer no, or I'll word it however it needs to be worded for the specific question, but then I'll kind of like sit and close my eyes and meditate and get in touch with my inner self and just start writing and let myself answer the questions. And recently I was struggling with, my, my dad came to me and asked my brother, needed a place to stay, and came to me and asked me, hey, would you be cool with him moving into your house for a little while? And right off the bat, I was like, oh, yeah, that should be fine. Let me talk to Wes, but I would love that. Like, yeah, that'd be great. I went home, I talked to Wes, and Wes was like, yeah, that'd be cool. He seemed hesitant about it, but he said yes. And then I started feeling kind of weird about it. Like, I didn't want to go, like, I didn't go back to my dad and tell him, oh, Wes said yes, right off the bat. I was kind of, like, sitting with it, and I didn't know why. And instantly I knew you need to write to your intuition about this, but I didn't want to. So I think I knew the answer. But I, like, had to go through the process of it. So I sat down and I started writing to my journal and I wrote to my intuition. And my intuition was like, this is not going to be healthy for your marriage. It's not going to be healthy for your relationship with your brother. It's okay to say no. You get to say no to this. And I started writing back, like, back-talking my intuition, like, but I feel guilty and I'm his older sister and I should be there for him and da-da-da-da and all this stuff. And I still got, no, this isn't going to be healthy for you. Don't worry about him. He'll be taken care of. Everything's going to work out fine. You get to say no to this. Yeah. And it just kept coming back to me. And so I think it's just important to, even when you think you should be doing something or the answer is yes, you don't know the consequences of that yes or that no. Yeah. Your intuition, I feel like, knows the answer to that question. Yeah. And so it's important to, when, you, when you're when you struggling, even sometimes when you're not struggling and you say an automatic yes or no, sometimes it's good to sit with it and write to yourself and say, hey, what's the real answer to this? And I cried after that answer. I did not want that answer, but I knew that was the answer.
1: I knew that was true. Well, and we were talking about things being more simple than we, yeah, than we give them credit. Like, things just seem too simple. Mm-hmm. I have people all the time come to me with, I have this dilemma and I just can't um, decide. And... I tell people all the time, ask yourself because you know the answer. Mm -hmm. And I know I, I want to put into practice that I'm writing to your intuition because I haven't. And jazz, it's really works for Jasmine. And every time I go to Jasmine about anything, she's like, I sound like a broken record, but write to your intuition. (laughs) But, um, but I, one thing I do do quite a bit is that I will just in a quiet space, ask myself the question Mm. and Instantly, I almost always get an answer in my mind. Yeah. Like, is this the right thing? And I'll get yes or no right away. Yep. You know, and, and any time I've ever had the thought that, you know, divorce might be the answer, I'll ask myself, is divorce the answer? And I get a no instantly. Mm-hmm. I always know. Mm-hmm. And then my ego steps in and maybe I'm mad or I'm frustrated <laughs> or, you know, and so I try don't to like talk to myself. Or I don't like that answer. <laughs> But it's, I always know my answer right away. And so it's just asking yourself. And I think sometimes we want to go ask everybody else and we want someone else to answer it for us, but no one no else one can knows do that. that answer yeah. for us. Only we do.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So we're going to do our quote. Um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. That is an African proverb. All right,
0: so this week's science, um, we've got a couple of sources. I actually found a lot, but I'm just gonna choose the ones that <laughs> intuition tells me to choose. Um, the first one is ten reasons you should ask for help, and it's from the courage. It's from couragecrusade.com. So the first reason goes back to the quote we just read: "You're not gonna get far without help. We're all here together, and how many people do you know?" have gotten where they are without the help of anybody, without the help of a family member, a business partner, a friend, God, any anybody. You're gonna go farther if you have help. The second one is the right people will respect you for it. And I'm just gonna read this. Anyone who thinks you're weak for asking for help is someone whose opinion you shouldn't care about. The people who care about you will want to help you if you let them. Anyone who thinks it's strange is simply terrified of doing it themselves. They're not worth your time. And I just want to reiterate how important it is that we always ask. Because that makes you stronger. Going through those things makes you stronger. You're going to find the help you need somewhere. It might not be that person. And I wouldn't... The end of that says they're not worth your time. I would kind of bend that a little and say maybe their answer is no and their answer gets to be no. They might be worth your time another time. But... The right people are going to respect you for it, even if the answer is no. Third, you're going to get better at it each time. That practice, it's going to build you and make you stronger. Fourth, you're going to be helping them feel good. When you help out somebody, when you truly want to be helping someone and you go home, don't you feel great about yourself? It's a gift to other people to allow them to do that for you too. That's something that I learned in the training that I'm not doing so good at learning completely. (laughs) Well, and I just want to
1: point out that it's not. It's this. You'll be helping them feel good. That's when you're asking someone for help. So you're allowing someone to help you. Right.
0: That's what I mean. When you allow somebody to help you, you're allowing them to feel good by helping you. Because when you help people, don't you feel great? Don't you feel fulfilled? Allow people to help you so that they can feel fulfilled. Five, you'll see who really is there for you, who really cares, and who really is has your back. Um, again, that goes back to people are allowed to say no, even if they care for you. But you're going to be able to know who your true friends are. Six, it can help you from spinning your wheels. And this I learned recently. I, With our business and with the podcast and with growing, I keep running into these obstacles. But there are people around me that have those answers. That, that are going to keep me from just sitting in this place of being stuck, but I've been so scared to ask them because I'm like, oh, are they gonna get mad at me for asking them or think that I'm trying to steal their ideas? But no, that's how you move forward. People have knowledge that you don't have. Even if you're getting knowledge from an internet article, you're still getting it from somewhere else that's not you. So why not ask people that you know that can feel fulfilled in giving you the answers that they have? Seven, you might make a new friend. Asking for help is a great way to meet new people and make connections. Eight, it can decrease stress because we're meant to work with others, not by ourselves. Nine, it says Einstein would love it. And I'm going to read this. (laughs) Because Einstein, some of you know, um, is the person who discovered and fostered quantum physics. So it says, call it the universe or call it quantum physics. But when you put out into the world things you want... Magically, they get attracted to you. So throw it out there and see what comes back. I'm continually amazed at how the universe responds when I show some vulnerability and ask for help. And that's quantum physics we could do a whole episode on. It's a whole big scientific deal, but that's kind of what quantum physics is. It's what you put out there will come back to you. And lastly, it helps you to stop procrastinating because instead of feeling stuck that you don't have your answers or you don't have help with this or you don't know how to do this or... I'm too overwhelmed, I'm too busy. Ask for help, delegate, get get the answers that you need and ask for help. So that's it. Um do you have a media recommendation this yeah. week? Yeah,
1: so I have a book recommendation. It's um Carry On Warrior. And even though it's not exactly about asking for what you need, um it's a great book where she talks about just being empowering yourself and empowering your um well, it's, it says, The Power of Embracing Your Messy, Beautiful Life, which is exactly what it is. <laughs> and it's just a great, uplifting, inspiring book and definitely a book that I think everyone should read. So right. Carry On, Warrior by Glennon Doyle Melton. Perfect.
0: All right, and our weekly challenge this week, think of something that you either need help on or you need answers to. Something that you need. It can be physical, it can be mental, it can be whatever it is that you need. And write to your intuition and ask for that thing. Whether it's answers, you can get those answers from yourself, if it's something physical or it's help in your physical life, who can you ask for help from? Does that make sense? Who can you ask for help from? (laughs) I think so. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded really funny coming out of my mouth. But yes, just write to your intuition and ask for what you need this week. And you can do that once, you can do that twice, you can do that as many times as you want. <laughs> All
1: right, well, thanks for listening. We want to hear from you. Remember, our email is the happy place, H A P P I, the happy place at gmail.com. And same on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram On Facebook, it's at the happy place, and on Instagram, at the happy Place project.
0: Alright, thank you guys so much for listening.
1: Love Love you, you, be strong. strong.